Well, hello and praise God. This is Evangelist Frank Kane. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. And what an awesome privilege it is for us to hear from God through his word. May we never take that privilege for granted. And today I want to talk about the love of God. Specifically, I want to talk about God's love for the lost. And I'll be ministering to you from the book of Jonah, chapter 4. And I'll be using the King James Version of the Bible. The love of God is perfectly summed up in John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When we say God loves us, it's not just because he said so. Love is not talk, but action. God demonstrated his love for us by sending his son to die on the cross for a world of sinners. Sometimes those of us who are Christians get in the face of unbelievers. We may not actually say it, but we convey the message that God loves us who have accepted his son and he is mad with those who have not like we start pronouncing all the judgment that God will bring upon them. This may burst the bubble of some, but the truth is that God loves the lost just as much as he loves those of us who have accepted Christ as our Savior. Jonah the prophet experienced this truth about the love of God for the lost after God sent him to preach a message of destruction to the people of Nineveh, saying that in 40 days Nineveh would be overthrown. Perhaps you are familiar with the story. Jonah preached, the people repented, and according to chapter 3 and verse 10 of the book of Jonah, God saw the works of repentance of the people of Nineveh and changed his mind. So, how did Jonah feel about God's change of mind? According to chapter 4, verse 1, it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he was very angry. Now, I'm not sure why Jonah was angry. Perhaps it was because when God changed his mind, it made Jonah look like a false prophet, preaching gloom and doom that wasn't there. Or perhaps it was because he then saw that the people of God did not have exclusive rights to the love of God. At any rate, the Bible says that Jonah was very angry when God changed his mind. So in verse two, Jonah expresses his anger and dissatisfaction with God for changing his mind. 
Let me read that in verse 2. Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and you repent yourself of evil. So there you have it. Jonah reveals why he tried to flee from the presence of the Lord. When God first told him to go to Nineveh and preach, he said, I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful and slow to anger and of great kindness and you change your mind regarding the evil you intended to do. The very thing Jonah feared would happen actually happened. Jonah was mad because he wanted to see God destroy the people and God changed his mind. What kind of preacher is this that wants to see people die and go to hell? Jonah went further to express his anger about God changing his mind. He said, take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. I kid you not. That is what verse 3 says. He is saying, God, I'm so mad with you that I would rather die than live with the decision that you made. Wow, where did God find this preacher from? So, God sets up Jonah real good to teach him a powerful lesson. I won't read the verses, but let me just summarize what happened. Jonah goes out of the city and makes him a booth. He sets on that booth to see what would happen to the city. Then God prepares a plant to provide shade and give Jonah relief from the heat. Jonah was sitting there comfortably on the booth under the shade of the plant that God made. The next day, God prepares a worm to destroy that plant so that it died. The sun began to beat on Jonah and he was mad. And God asked him, do you have good reason to be angry about the plant? By the way, the plant that God prepared and then caused it to be destroyed. Jonah said, I have good reason to be angry even unto death. Again, wow. So here is the conclusion of the matter and of the book of Jonah. Here's what God said to Jonah, beginning at chapter four and verse 10. God says, you had pity on the plant for the which you had not labored, neither made to grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand. God was saying to Jonah, you are a preacher. And you, sadly, 
have more compassion for a plant than you do for people. You're mad because I killed the plant. By the way, the plant that I prepared. But it would have pleased you if I killed the people of Nineveh. Sad but true, some Christians are more passionate about things than they are about people. After we become saved, our goal is to become more like God and more like his son. That's the objective of prayer and studying the word of God and practicing our faith to become more like God and more like his son. Well, God so loved the world that he gave his son and his son so loved the world that he gave his life. If we're going to be like the father and like the son, we have to have a burden for the lost as well. It's important for us to separate what people do from who they are. Sometimes we see how people outside of Christ live and the wicked things they do, and we let what they do define who they are in our eyes. Well, God hates sin, but he loves sinners. God does not hate homosexuals. He does not hate adulterers or murderers or anybody else. He hates their sins, but he loves them and sent his son to die for them all. Now, don't get this message wrong. Yes, God loves the lost, just like he loves believers. But don't get this message wrong. Lots of people will end up in hell. But that's not the will of God. According to 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. There it is. It is not the will of God for anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. You know, sometimes unbelievers say, you Christians are always talking about the coming of the Lord and the world just keeps turning and we're living better than we did during the times of our foreparents and there's no evidence of God coming. Well, the reason the Lord has not come yet is because God is subjecting himself to patience because of those very ones who are saying, where is the promise of his coming? He subjects himself to patience because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Clearly, in this message, for those who don't ever repent, they're going to perish. That's not the will of God. He wants them to repent so they won't perish, but if they don't repent, they will perish. This subject, God's love for the lost, hits home for all of us. We come into contact with sinners every day. 
We have lost relatives. Some in our very home may be lost. God wants us to be men and women after God's own heart and have a burden for the lost. Jonah was a prophet. As such, he was a messenger of God, but his problem was that he did not embrace the heart of the very God he was serving. And I believe that is true about many of God's people today. Jonah knew the heart of God. He says, I knew that you were merciful, slow to anger, of great kindness, but he himself did not embrace that. We read in the Bible about the love of God and his love for the lost. The question, my friend, is are we on board with God? Amen. Praise God. That's the bottom line question. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that you were blessed during our time together as we talked about God's love for the lost. I hope that this message deeply resonates with you. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank Kane saying, may heaven's best be yours.